I did a dare speech once. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. What was that on? On how I said I was never going to do drugs and alcohol, and then I did. Wow. Should we be talking about your testimony today? <laughs> <clears throat> no joke. I actually went back and apologized because in my speech, I was like, I promised to God that I was never going to do those things, mm. and I did those things. And I remembered back from like 20 years earlier, and I was like, God, I'm sorry. I lied to you. Wait, because you, you... I did a dare speech oh, in front yeah. of like... 500 kids were you know and i'm like i'm never gonna do drugs i'm never gonna do alcohol and yeah 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 we all know how that goes but yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna use this in the beginning of the podcast <laughs> <laughs> uh, for those of you who are listening i'm wearing a, a dare sweatshirt uh so that's what he's referring to so we just had an open and honest moment right there but that's not what we're going to be talking about today we are going to be talking about Everybody's favorite topic, politics. Have you seen all those commercials? You know, now you can't turn on the TV without all of the scare tactic commercials. You know, it's like Alex Preston. He is dangerous for Minnesota. Don't vote for him. Exactly. He'll take away, he'll Mm -hmm. break up your families. Mm -hmm. He'll, you know, it it goes to the black and white, slow-mo, the evil, maniacal politics. It's always black and white, isn't it? Yeah, Yeah, it is. All of them, I swear, they got like the same template or the same editor for all Mm -hmm. of them. And they use the same thing. Uh, But how the heck does politics relate to Christianity? And as a Christian, where should the church stand with it? Should they be totally separate from politics? Is... Being a Christian, are we supposed to be more involved than others? Like, we, we have the most. Yeah, it's a huge subject. You know, I, I think of, you know, we're supposed to be in the world, but not of the world. You know, and it's this simultaneously we're supposed to be trying to make an impact but also make sure that as we're making an impact the world isn't actually we're not having the reverse effect where it's we're, we're the ones actually being influenced and so yeah. i i do think that we have a place in politics you know and i think that that comes back to stewardship like we live in a country where we have a vote and we have a voice hmm. there's a ton of other countries that don't have that and so i, I do believe that it's important to be a part and that we actually steward you know the influence that we do have mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, what does that what does that look like though? Like, is uh, does how should a Christian vote? Is yeah. there a right and left situation, and what is right and wrong? Mm-hmm. Is it uh, that's the common question? And then for the person that's an atheist or just doesn't like God or Christians, they just assume that all Christians worship Trump mm-hmm. and they have a conservative mindset. Uh, Christians are racist they're mm-hmm. this and that. And they have all these different things because politics has conditioned them to think that way because it's way easier to disregard someone if you stereotype them in yeah. a category of people to write them off. Yep. But, yeah, I think that's why it's so important that we're, we're actually like hearing from God. We're actually having a conversation with God and talking about things like that. Um, because it, it is such a, a broad topic and subject. And you look at the life of Jesus, hmm. and Jesus didn't tear down 
politics and he didn't uphold politics. He, he really did remove himself from that. Everyone thought that he was going to come in and he was going to be this political savior, this military savior, that he was going to come in and, you know, upend the system and, you know, free the Jews from the Romans and all these different things. And, uh, you know, and he didn't do any of that, you know, and even the Pharisees, when they tried to trap him, you know, and talking about taxes, okay? Yeah. We all hate taxes, right? Yeah. Uh, and so they, they thought they had this perfect, you know, kind of trap, you know, and they're like, there's no way that Jesus is going to be able to answer this. And Jesus has that famous line mm-hmm. where he says, render under Caesar's what is Caesar's, mm-hmm. you know, and, and with that, you know, escapes this, you know, uh, kind of um, trap that the Pharisees had laid out for him. And so, yeah, I, I think that it, it kind of comes down to this idea of like, are you a, a patriot and trying to be involved in positive ways and influencing your country for the better? Or are you, are you to the further extreme where it becomes like this Christian nationalism, mm-hmm. uh, where, where now all of a sudden you've actually, you've actually taken God and you've tried to form fit him into your ideology, into your political agenda, yeah. but then you're still using the name of God as kind yeah. of, you know, as kind of a, a way mm-hmm. to, to push whatever agenda it is that you have. It's that whole tickled ears mindset. Like we, we want preachers that suit our passions what mm-hmm. it talks about in timothy it's like we don't want teachers that actually preach truth we want people to yeah. fit our agenda and if you don't agree with it our inclusive us being inclusive only goes to a certain extent when you disagree mm-hmm. with what we believe in our agenda and that we push yeah uh it's really interesting in christian nationalism uh it really views people as the enemy that there's like a boogeyman in the closet mm-hmm. people are out to get you and, and christians it's it's sad. It's because like we forget how Jesus conducted himself, mm-hmm. not just with verbal insults or people trying to cancel him on social media, but people that literally binded him, slapped him, beat him up, and mm-hmm. he had the authority to call down seventy-two thousand angels at his request, but he didn't. Yeah, he 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 was silent like a lamb before. Like the shears, like mm-hmm. it was. That's the right. Did I use that right? I don't know. Someone we'll go with it. Correct me in the comments. <laughs> uh, but stood silent and willingly gave his life up for mm-hmm. his enemies. But I don't know where that's come in, and where Christians. Uh, I heard it said that Christians, you know, a lot of us, we look up to wolves. We would rather follow a wolf when we're actually called to be lambs, mm. which is not a sexy thing. Yeah, lambs are stupid. They're like. You know, they're innocent, they're, they're vulnerable, they're, but we're called to be that in culture. And there's a lot of us that would rather worship a yeah. wolf with a strong ego that's just bold and just... Now, Jesus, in the second time he comes, he's going to be like that. But how yeah. are they going to... How do people distinguish us from the rest of the uh, culture? How do, we, how do people yeah. know that we follow Jesus? Well, it's by our love. Yeah. And the way that Christian nationalists view, there's, there's an enemy, there's an opposition. And if you don't agree with me... Mm-hmm. I think I think we've gotten really lazy um, mm. as Americans, as Christians, yeah. uh, when when we're thinking about these different ideologies, these different thought processes, these different ways you know that that people live, because we we like to be able to slap a label on them, yeah. you know, and say, well, you're a Democrat, you're a Republican, and therefore because you're this, I can now label you with all these other things, and and it's really kind of a, a laziness, yeah. you know, that we're not really willing to like look at their fruit or look at their character. Uh, a good example of this, I would say, is you know. 
know, with the previous election, you know, Trump versus Hillary, mm-hmm. two very disliked candidates. Oh, yeah. uh, you know, their, their poll ratings were not, you know, not high. Uh, and, and but yet you had these people that were just die hard, <clears throat> die hard, Hillary, die hard, Trump. You know, and um, I, I saw I had conversations, with a lot of Christians, you know, on one side or the other. And they were just totally bought in. And again, you, I got no problem with you. I want you to vote. And yeah. you know, at some point, you have to make a decision based on the candidates that actually exist. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think the issue was for me, you know, they were willing to look past all these other things just for the sake of some of the ideologies. Hmm. And, and they were trying to form this person into being like, oh, this is, you know, they're, they're a Christian or they're this or that. And I'm like, do you? would you really want your kids to be like them? Like, do you, like, do you want to grow up? Like, do you want to model after their behavior, the fruit of their life, not just their ideas, not just their political agendas? You know, that is one thing, but I want you to look at like the character of the person too. And that's something that we've completely lost in politics is like the, you look at the, um, the debates that they used to have 30, 40 years ago, the presidential candidates, you know, they were so respectful of one another. They engaged in good debate. They talked about, you know, issues that had substance and mattered, but they did it in a respectful way. They actually let the other person finish the thought. They weren't, you know, throwing mud and calling, you know, each other names. And and everything nowadays has just turned into, with our two-party system, just trying to tear down the other person. And so the, the, the character of a person, the, the fruit, you know, we just, the example isn't there and we just feed into it. Uh, we, we actually love it as Americans because it's entertaining. We don't want to admit that, but there's a part of us where it's like, yeah, honors right out the window, respect right out the window. You know, we love to just tear people down and we love the entertainment factor of it. You were saying that if someone like you, we were talking over lunch and you were saying that if someone disagreed, uh, if if we if the person that we disagreed with we didn't vote for got into office, we would be rooting for them to fail, mm. even though that would mean our entire nation falling apart just for us yep. to be able to claim that we were right and they were wrong. Yeah, like it just shows the pride and arrogance of the person. Really, yeah. it's really interesting. Yeah, thought. there's there's so much selfishness there. You know, we're yeah. again like we're we're willing for tens of millions of Americans to be negatively affected mm-hmm. just so a president of the opposite party that we adhere to can, you know, can fail. So then we can go on social media and be like, I said it all along. I knew, I, I knew this was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Told you, you know, and, and we just, we don't have uh, respect for, you know, our authority like we're supposed to. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it makes me think first Peter two thirteen: submit yourselves for the Lord's sake to every human authority, yeah. whether to the emperor as the supreme authority, or to governors. Mm-hmm. Submitting wouldn't be necessary if you didn't disagree with them. Yeah. You know, so if you agree everything about, then there's, you don't need to submit. You're just going along with someone that you agree with. Like submitting comes into play where we have to show respect to the people in office, to the people in authority above us. Whether we agree with all of their policies or not, we should still want what's best for them. We should still be praying for them. We should still pray that they succeed. I think Daniel is a great example of that in the Bible. You yeah. know, he, he served these pagan leaders, you know, and yet he tried to do everything he could to see that they were successful in their mm-hmm. endeavors. Yeah, it's true. It's interesting because people will say, well, I'll take that to a, an extent. Like I'll serve people, but if they're going to hurt me, if they're going to like, well, this is what they're doing, Alex. This is what they're doing behind closed doors. Do you know what they're... And it's all these like conspiracy theorists, Christians. Mm-hmm. 
that really delve into that area of play. It's like, oh, do you remember who was in power during Jesus' time? And shortly after, who was in power? Emperor Nero. Mm-hmm. Like an evil, evil leader yeah. that just put Christians to death like it was nobody's business, putting them in, in pits with animals and for entertainment. Saying, like, yeah, and that they, was they the had terrible that, ways that they tortured people. Yeah. and Yeah. And how did Christians behave? Mm-hmm. Was there revolts? Was there a revolution? No, they were, they were following suit yep. after their Savior. Like if the world, and this is the interesting thing is, and we don't like this. This is not a fun thing to hear. Jesus says, if they hated me, they're mm-hmm. gonna hate you. Yeah, like a servant is not greater than his master. Um, I think that we don't, we look through the lens of politics more than we look through the lens. Uh, of you know our, our mission and our Ooh, calling as a Christian. That's good. We yeah. look through the lens of politics and why I don't like that person mm-hmm. when the whole idea of being a Christian is loving your enemies. Mm-hmm. That's And that's literally in the Bible where it talks about the true sons of God and how you would act like a son of God if you were to love your enemies mm-hmm. because even God causes his son to rise on the righteous as well as the unrighteous. And sends his reign to the unjust as well as the just. Yeah. Like, whether they deserved it or not, he gives it. And not only that, he gave his only son to those that probably that would never mm-hmm. accept him in the first place. And I think we don't we don't see people uh, as our own is our mission. Mm-hmm. We want to stay in our utopia and block everybody else out and forget how much we've been forgiven in the first place. Uh, we don't look at people as Christians mm-hmm. uh, as we're the responsible ones, and yeah. they're the ones with prisoner thinking, and they just don't know. Yeah, um, it's interesting. And politics causes that. Yeah, division. yeah. There, there's a lot there to that whole like prisoner thinking concept. Like we yeah. we have this tendency to again once once we can label them with something, mm-hmm. then we just pretend that you know that thing is that person's identity. Yeah. And now I think you you have a large group of people they don't want to say what party they're for because mm-hmm. then they don't want to be like because then it, oh, it's just goodness. oh well, you're you know you're one of those you know mega people you're one of those Democrats you know you're one of those uber liberals and people don't want to get put with that label because then people are like impressing that identity upon them. Mm-hmm. And I think we need to remember that like people are never our enemy. No, people are never yeah. our enemy. Now there, and we should, we should never attack them. We should never tear down the person. Mm-hmm. Now there are extremely dangerous ideologies. Yeah. There are, there are beliefs and, and thought, you know, patterns of thought that are extremely dangerous that we do need to fight against. And that I think we need to be vocal about and we need to, you know, take a stand for. Uh, But again, we need to be able to separate those. It's not, it's not the person itself and they can be as trapped in that way of thinking as we were. You know, I think of, you know, before I was a Christian, you know, and then I became a Christian. I started reading the Bible. You know, I started, I was, I was obsessed with the book of Proverbs and James because they were both so practical Mm -hmm. and they would just like kind of give you that like practical punch. Mm -hmm. And you know, Proverbs is all about wisdom. And so, you know, I was reading the book and be like, okay, do this if you want to be wise, do this if you want to be wise. And I realized how foolish I had been, you know, Mm -hmm. that I I had been stuck in like foolish ways of thinking. I'd been a prisoner of these bad thoughts, these bad ways of thinking. I didn't know it. So I needed to be kind of like broken out of that. But I'm glad that I had mentors and pastors and friends 
who surrounded me and helped like speak truth into me. They weren't, you know, you're an idiot, you're terrible, you're, you know, all these different things. No, they, you know, they, they went after the, the bad thought patterns, mm-hmm. you know, and, and they used scripture to show me what, you know, truth actually was. And I'm just glad that I, I had people to, that could differentiate of Zach isn't the enemy, you know, but he might have some dangerous patterns of thought that need to mm-hmm. be corrected. Yeah, the problem is we expect non-Christians to behave like Christians. Mm-hmm. And it's like, um, rather than forcing someone to vote the same way you do, mm-hmm. I would rather burn my influence on the altar of trying to get them to believe in Jesus. Yeah. Like we, we want behavior before we want to address the heart. Mm-hmm. Like Jesus came to solve the issue of the heart, uh, believe in, in Jesus. And that changes your life. Following him changes your life. But we like try to force people into our way of thinking. And sometimes I think like that because I'm in such a, you get in such a utopia and routine and then you're like, oh yeah, they don't think the same way I do. And you forget why you think that way. It's like, no, Mm -hmm. I've been transformed by the renewing of my mind because of Christ that lives within me. It's not this morality that all of a sudden I gain this wisdom. It's the spirit of God that lives within me. And they are without the spirit of God. And matter of fact, in, in Corinthians, it talks about, and the message of the cross is folly. Mm-hmm. to those who are perishing but to those who have been saved it's the power of god and uh i think we don't see people like that mm-hmm. it's like we don't we don't want to be seen as as stupid or looked at as foolish and so we we do a lot of justification and then and then uh project onto other people yeah and just like oh they're stupid they just don't agree with what yeah. i believe it's just well they don't they don't know what you know uh, and you would rather have them submit to a, a politician and get them into a party rather than get them Ooh. into the kingdom. Yeah. Like it's, it's interesting. Like, no, 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 it's backwards. Yeah. Follow Jesus. All the others follow suit because yeah. it's a, it's a journey. Uh, but yeah. And we, even when we talk about diversity, you know, it's this term that, you know, we're always talking about and typically we think of it in terms of, of race, which Mm. sure diversity is in race is important. Um, but there, there's also like diversity of thought, diversity of politics, you know, that, that matters as well too. Like God didn't have a political party. You know, there's not a political party where God's like, this is my party. I Mm -hmm. am in this. And, um, so we should have this open towards people, openness towards them, where we can have a conversation about these different things. Mm-hmm. I, I think there's a word that has completely lost its meaning in society today, tolerance. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Now, now I, I'm, I'm going to point out that there is a party that claims to be extremely tolerant. I, mm-hmm. I'm going to say that they've really lost the meaning of it. And the, the reason why is this tolerance at its very basis means that there is a fundamental difference. Yeah. If I need to tolerate you, it means that you and I fundamentally disagree about something. Mm-hmm. And that's why I need to be respectful towards you. And I need to, to take the time and the patience to hear you out and to engage in the idea and try to understand where you're coming from. But yeah. now we've gotten to this point where it's like, either you believe with what I believe or I'm cutting you out of my life yeah. or I'm going to yeah. cancel you, you know? And all of a sudden we've become afraid of another person's viewpoints. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, why, why are we afraid of that? You know? And, and, yeah. and even as you're talking about like the transforming, the renewing of your mind, it's this process. When you, you, when you become a Christian, a lot of stuff changes, but it doesn't also happen instantaneously. There mm-hmm. are instantaneous things. And then there's also things that, that happen over the course of time. Okay. Mm-hmm. You're, you're soon to be married. Okay. Yeah. 
you're going to suck at marriage right away because you've never been married. Yeah. Amy and I, we were terrible at marriage right away because we had just been married. Now, mm-hmm. 10 years later, there's lots of different things that we know now we didn't know before. Mm-hmm. And so we need to give people the, the time and the patience and we need to tolerate them as they, you know, as some of that changing and that thinking is renewed and, you know, transformed. Mm-hmm. And are we willing to, to go through that process with people and to yeah. still be their friend and, and be a part of their lives. Or it's like, nope, you either believe exactly what I believe or I don't have room in my life for you. Mm-hmm. you know? And so we're just trying to create this like echo chamber of people with the exact same beliefs and ze- exact same systems. And it's yeah. like, ah, that's not really the life I want to live. People don't, um, I've, I've heard it, it was a book, it was called The Coddling of the American Mind and how we've moved to a place and you've seen it, like, um, the sensitivity mm-hmm. and because we don't mental spar, I've heard the yeah. author was talking about mental sparring. It's such a good book with people you do, with you disagree with, like you need people in your life mm-hmm. that disagree with you and being able to disagree in a healthy manner without just raising your voice. It yep. turns really into what I see when people argue a lot of times and, and people will argue with me when I'm on our lives that we do on, on TikTok, mm-hmm. and people will come in and debates and it really turns into when you don't have an argument, it's like you just get so mad, like people just lash out and mm-hmm. in, in politics, especially. And it just goes to personal attacks. And I like equate it to like the little kid that hasn't developed a full vocabulary yet mm-hmm. or doesn't know how to like, you know, respond back. And so it yeah. just resorts to you poopy head. Yep. You know, you got mean? nothing like, else to say. So exacerbated. Like, you know, you're just so yeah. frustrated. And uh, you just lash out like that. It's like we don't know how to disagree with each mm-hmm. other like in a healthy way. Uh, and we're really weak uh, in the sparring arena when it comes to mentally because we value yep. our ideas more than we value people. Yep. I, I, think, I think there's a lack of humility too in the sense that, you know, so some, something that I, someone mentored me in this as I was a brand new pastor and it's been some of the best advice he said, you, when someone asks you a question about the Bible and you don't know the answer, said, do you know what you should tell them? And I was like, uh, what should I tell them? He said, say, say this with me. I don't know. Hmm. Say, I don't know. Just be honest. He's like, and then go find the answer. Hmm. Then, you know, tell them, I don't know, but I'm going to go find out. That's a great question. And then you go and you research and you look into it and you come back and then you have a fruitful conversation. And in a lot of those arguments, when people, like you said, the logic isn't there, they haven't thought through the process enough or whatever it is that you're debating and talking about. It's okay to get to a point where all of a sudden you're just like, yeah, that's a good point. I don't really know. Let me think about that some more. Yeah. Imagine if we had more discussions that went like that instead of, you know, the emotions rise, the anger mm-hmm. rise. And then when you don't know what to say, you start name calling. <laughs> but then, and then after that though, you don't want to have the conversation with the no. person again because you got embarrassed. You just cut off. But the form of embarrassment <clears throat> was really you just being prideful yeah, because they exactly. exposed something that you didn't know. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. But it's okay if we don't know everything all the mm-hmm. time. That's going to happen. And so we just say, I don't know. That's a great question, but I'm going to go find out. And then can we have another conversation about this? Yeah. Imagine how our politics would change oh. if we had more conversations like that. It's because if you give any, if you give the opposite party an inch, it's like, well, they're going to take mm. a mile. It's like no one wants to admit that there's a wrong because they just believe the other side won't. Like they don't want to, they don't want to admit the other side is right in any sense like there's yep and it's way easier to to sway human opinion if you dehumanize the enemy yeah you just make them 
like they're out to get you and, yep. and blur the lines of humanity and make it like this is true evil that we need to destroy. Yep. Uh, and rally the troops. The calling card is Hitler. Mm-hmm. This is a bigot and Hitler, and we need to go to war against this person. Um, yeah, it's 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 kind of it's it's funny. And if you're a Christian, and if you're if you're really indulging in those conversations, because um, it is frustrating. Sometimes mm-hmm. I just got close my phone because I'm like, we're not going to get anywhere with this. Like, we're going to disagree, but I'm yeah. not going to sacrifice my influence on this yeah. altar. Uh, like I value, you know, your spirit mm-hmm. rather than you know, your your party. Uh, like the the root of all things that I see is in your heart, and we're gonna always disagree uh, on on values if you don't believe in Christ. And we don't extend tolerance when we serve a king that was extremely tolerant mm-hmm. uh, to the furthest extent of giving up his life to those who who hated his guts. Yeah. Um, really interesting. And I think that, you know, we can, we can follow suit and I don't, it, the humility part is something that's really uncomfortable for most. Mm-hmm. And it is for me. <laughs> yeah. I would say, so Amy and I had this, uh, pretty interesting experience and, uh, it kind of, I guess showed us a little bit again, kind of going back to maybe Christian nationalism, this idea of like, are you paid like, patriotism which is good but maybe like how extreme is it and so we actually lived in south korea for a year and so we went through this program we were going to be teaching in the public school system um, in korea and so they they and people from all different countries came to south korea to to teach english and uh so anyways they had us in this big auditorium and they were training us on like korean culture and how to be successful in the public school system there and um so anyways they were highlighting where the different people were from and, uh, you know, so they were, you know, like, hey, you know, how many of you are, you know, from, from England? How, you know, where are the Brits in the room? And, you know, a couple of people were like, Roy, Roy, you know, hello. Hello. And, uh, you know, and they're like, what about, you know, um, how many uh, Australians we got? And, you know, a couple of Australians like, oh, it's chocolate in here. And, uh, <laughs> you know, and, uh, but anyways, then, and the speaker just knew this because they've done this hundreds of times with hundreds of groups of people. And they're like, all right. Where are the Americans? And he just points the microphone and all the Americans go crazy. We're like, yeah, we start chanting like USA, USA. And everyone else in the room is just kind of like shaking their head, you know, and the Americans were so over the top. And uh, but it was kind of a good learning experience where Amy and I kind of got this sense of, you know, sometimes how over the top we can be as Americans with, with, you know, some of our like patriotism and things like that. And so patriotism is good. I love America. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm proud to be in this country. Uh, But at the same point, I have to be careful that, again, we're not trying to form fit God into my American agenda or my political agenda. But instead, I'm letting the Holy Spirit inform and renew and transform my ways of thinking, you know, and then that should come into who I vote for. You know, Mm -hmm. I I should pray about who I'm going to vote for. And I should look at their different policies and I should look at the change they're trying to bring and and say, hey, God, is is this the kind of change that would be beneficial for us as a country? And so it it has to be God first, Mm -hmm. country second. It shouldn't be country first, God second, if he fits into the way I want my country to be. Yeah, it's... um it's like the question, who is influencing you more? Mm-hmm. The way you were raised or how you've been born again? Yeah. Like what's, what's influencing you more? Do you really have a kingdom mindset where, yeah, yeah. I am an American. Uh, Paul was you know, a Roman citizen and used it to his advantage. Yeah. Uh, but 
what supersedes it? Uh, it's it, it's the kingdom, mm-hmm. and <clears throat> I think it's we tangibly can't see see it, and so it's natural to want to follow people to do it for us. Like conservatives, for example, mm-hmm. there's whole like if you if I say I'm Christian, I get a lot of people that say, "Oh, you worship Trump." I'm like, mm-hmm. "Where the heck did that come from? Like, what do you mean?" And because they have that picture of just like and. You're a country boy, Christian, <laughs> Trump worshiping lover, yep. you know, and uh, <clears throat> that's they just got this like picture in my in our head, and I seen that with with the political leader of like mm-hmm. like Trump. They they put him in a in a spot where it's like he, like if I was gonna have anybody represent Christianity, like ah, like great, <laughs> <laughs> like great, you're a Christian, yeah. But if I were gonna say. Like, hey, you need to look at this guy. This guy's such a great role model for what Christians yeah. are. Oh God, please don't yeah. like, look at look at him. You know yeah. what I mean? Uh, but the problem is, we would rather have a king uh, like the Israelites did. They mm-hmm. looked at the other nations and they wanted a king. They didn't want to. Yeah. They didn't want God as their king. They wanted someone they could see, touch, and feel, and and f- like follow rather than Ooh. worshiping God. And so we always like yeah. we put people in these positions, these presidents. Um, and like vicariously live through them, yeah. Uh, because we're lazy and we don't impact our own sphere of influence. We just want Daddy Trump or Daddy Biden to just take yep. away all our problems. Uh, and we, you know what I mean. There's no responsibility as a Christian, and we've gotten lazy, yeah, and just put our worship on someone we can see and feel like a golden calf because oh, we can't wait on god that's good there's a there's a lot there yeah you know or it's yeah we're just it's just so it's so easy to get the christian vote oh you know yeah. it really is like a candidate cannot show any fruit or any oh care and all you know all of a sudden they're they're on their campaign and all of a sudden they just have to say a few things about god and again like you said we're looking for that yeah. that king mm-hmm. we're looking for that king and say not only do i want you to represent me in terms of our country I actually want you to represent God for me too, yep. you know, but we're not actually looking. Are they actually a representation of the God yeah. that we believe in? Yeah. Or do they actually follow the God that we follow? Do they believe in the yeah. God and Jesus of the Bible? You know, or, yeah. or is it this basically own like pseudo political religion of its own where mm-hmm. God's name kind of gets tossed around here and there because they know it'll give them a few 10,000 more votes. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's like, it's it's a scary place where again a lot of people they really want the president to represent them as God in a way too instead of letting God be our God. I heard someone say it was actually one of my favorite artists is Annie Minio. Like <clears throat> love the dude in his in his lyrics. And I remember one of his songs, uh, he said that everybody's crooked, so I'm just gonna do a better job at hiding it. And so he, his song was talking about hmm. how like, you know, I've really aspired to to really be perfect because these people I'm like I'm, I'm hiding my stuff because they're perfect and I don't match up to that and I could never expose the stuff that's hidden in my you know closet mm-hmm. uh, because I, I aspire to be this person and they're absolutely picturesque and they're perfect yep. and that's what I model after and, and I think the separation of where you're not bumping elbows with Trump or you're not bumping elbows with some of these pastors that you worship, mm-hmm. you begin to view them as God. And they're not like, like their poop don't stink like yours do. Mm-hmm. Because all you see is through Instagram. <laughs> is that is that a little bit? <laughs> <That's> a, <laughs> interesting um, way of putting it. Yeah. Um, 
it's it's interesting because I see that sometimes. Like, why do you get starstruck, right? Because you see someone through a phone, and then when you see them in person, it's like I've developed what I think you would be like through the mm-hmm. content that you create and the videos that you put out and the pictures that you post. And then yeah. when I see you in person, I have this like this God that I've made in my brain. Yeah. And then, still you know, human. You're let down. You're like, oh, you're not who yeah. I thought you were. We do that with pastors too. Yeah. Like what we talked about with presidents. We want a, we want a king. We want a king. And we look to worship the next pastor and realize, oh wait, they're human too. And they're following God too. Like you can't stop short at an intermediary. Mm-hmm. Like God wants you to take you, wants to take you up to the mountain like Moses. Uh, but the people didn't want that. They'd rather sit down and yep. have Moses go before them. Yeah. When they got preoccupied and then bored and they started worshiping a golden calf because yeah, it's <clears throat> it's interesting what social media does and really just mm-hmm. platforms people. I, there's a girl right now that is famous and people are screaming in line. There's a meet and greet. And you, you would have not seen this. I'm just going to look this up. Because I, I really want you to see this. Is, but is that a jab her, as to my lack mm, of uh, yeah, social old. media presence? Mm, <laughs> I'm, I'm old. <laughs> yeah, you're old. Uh, she like she made a a song, not even a song. It's she literally just sings. Period. 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 People are in line for this girl screaming for them to like meet meet her. Yeah. They're like oh my gosh, it's yep. this random girl, like not even didn't mm-hmm. even make a song that was more than two words and but she's just a meme and people love her yeah. because of the platform of TikTok just blew her up out mm-hmm. of nowhere. Like it's just so funny like like human worship and celebrity mm-hmm. worship even if you didn't accomplish anything. The, the standard for accomplishment has kind of isn't super high when it comes to a lot of the stuff on social media or you oh know in God. in Hollywood it's yeah. Yeah, I'll have to show you it later. Okay. I'm sure if, if you want to know what I'm talking about, look up Brit Barbie. <laughs> I'm sure you're an amazing lady. I know you probably don't watch this podcast. I don't know why you would. <laughs> but if you do, there's no hate. You just think it's really funny that you're famous. Um, but yeah, it's politics. I, I kind of figured that this, this conversation would go in 40 different directions. Mm-hmm. Um, any closing thoughts for people that are you know heading into midterms and... And yeah, coming up, and you know, I, I, I guess I want to kind of go after two groups of people. Mm-hmm. There's, the, there's a the group of people they don't want anything to do with <laughs> politics. No, nope. uh, you know, it makes them uncomfortable. They don't want the confrontation of it. They don't want the identity of it. You know, they don't want to be labeled as, as this or that. But uh, again, we we live in an amazing country. Yep, you've been given influence. Yep. You have a voice. You have a vote, and. Uh, God really believes in stewardship. It's a principle that we see throughout the Bible. So in the same way that you should steward your family well, you should steward your time well, your responsibility, your finances, I think that you should steward your your vote well too. And if you're that person where it's like, I'm not going to vote, I'm not going to be involved, that's fine. But then you better not be complaining about anything mm-hmm. because you, ch- you chose to exit the, yeah, you know, exit the place where you had responsibility and influence. You chose to deny that. So you better not complain. And you, you know, you better not then be taking sides on the outside, but you're too mm-hmm. afraid to to make a choice and exactly. be a part of the process on the inside. But then, then there's those groups where they're they're hardcore by their party lines, and um, I just I just really want to encourage that group of people. You got to pray. You got to realize that your political party is not God's party, 
and uh, and you have to become tolerant. You might think that you're tolerant. Again, tolerance implies that you have this fundamental difference with another person, but yeah. you're still going to sit down. You're going to allow those people to still be in your life. You're going to live <laughs> side by side with them. And we, we got to bring respectable debate and diversity of thought and ideas uh, back into back into everyday life and stop being so yeah. polarized. We have to realize we have way more in common than we think, and we have to stop believing the the lie that's been pushed, the agenda that's been pushed that says you have to jump to this extreme or this extreme. No, you exactly. don't. Most of us are in the middle. Yeah. Um, the thing I would leave you with is like, um, if you look at the story of Jonah, and I talk about this a lot because it tripped me up. Um, Jonah was supposed to be sent to the Assyrians, people that he was not a fan of. He did not like these people. As a matter of fact, the reason why Jonah went in the opposite direction towards Tarshish instead of going to Nineveh. Tarshish. Tarshish. It's a fun word. Is, um, uh, is because he didn't want the people to be forgiven. Mm-hmm. He was not scared. He knew, and, and at the end he says, God, I knew yeah. you to be a, a God that's patient, steadfast in love, yep. and I, didn't, like, I did not want these people to mm-hmm. be forgiven. And God desired to forgive the Assyrian people, the Ninevites, yep. uh, of, their, of their sins. And literally Jonah goes, and I can just picture him like, oh gosh, God told me to do this, so you better turn yet 40 days. If you don't turn from your ways, you'll be overthrown. Mm -hmm. And then all from the greatest to the least, they all put on sackcloth and fasted and God relented from disaster. Mm -hmm. And then, and and afterwards, Jonah's pouting. And I could just see that Mm -hmm. with political parties and what, God, I thought you were for me. I thought you were for the conservatives. I thought you were for the liberals. I thought you were for, you know, what I believe. And, uh, and so he talks to Jonah and he says, you know, can't I extend basically mercy to these mm-hmm. people? They don't know their left hand from their right, mm-hmm. <laughs> is what he said. He's like, they don't know their left hand from their right. Like, can't I make that judgment and extend grace towards yeah. them, these people that I care about? And I think that's what we have to remember. Yes, God was the God of Israel, but he also had grace for mm-hmm. the Ninevites. Yeah. That's an interesting thing, and we don't talk about that very much. Yeah. Like, God is just not your God. Right, he's not your God and your personal caricature of who you mm-hmm. think this That's God really with the beard in the sky is. Like he's the God of all nations, of of China, uh, of Japan, uh, of I'm naming all these Asian countries right now. Like, Tanzania, Tanzania, uh, Chad. He's the God of Mexico. Mm-hmm. He's the God of, and it's really interesting. The gospel transcends culture, and God yep. reaches people where they are at, and draws people to Himself. Like we have. I would say, get out of your bubble. Like God is way bigger yeah. than a political party, mm-hmm. way bigger than you have ever even thought of. And then what does that mean for you? Yeah. Um, don't sacrifice your, your influence on the altar of politics. Mm-hmm. The thing that's going to change their life isn't, isn't Trump or Biden yeah. or whoever next is, is up. Uh, Someone younger, someone younger, Kanye West or something. (laughs) (laughs) They aren't going to change people's lives. Uh, Jesus will. They need to make that decision and that vote before anything else, because it's their heart is the thing that needs to come into alignment. Mm -hmm. But uh, we pray this, this blessed you guys. Uh, We're glad that you joined us for this conversation. If you have any other questions about this topic, there is a lot that we didn't cover. We didn't even cover COVID. We were going to talk about that. 
but it went in a different yep. direction. I was thinking about that yeah. as we were wrapping it up. I'm like, oh, like we didn't even talk about that. So if you have questions about this and anything that that uh, you have feedback on or you have questions about that you want us to talk about in a future episode, we would love to hear from you guys. Uh, but other than that, we love you guys. We love having this mm-hmm. conversation and we hope you carry this out and you'd be challenged uh, by this today and you look in scripture and look for yourself and, and talk to God yeah. uh, what would be right for you is, is what when midterms is coming up mm-hmm. but love you guys if you have any questions Pastor Alex at Bethelsrock.org you can email me you can leave a comment or you can uh, reach out to us on social media on TikTok or Instagram we love you guys and we'll see you later